0: Hola. Hola, 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 hola. Corey, you're going to need to talk into your microphone.
1: Oh, you mean like this?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit better. <laughs> Corey, the human microphone Donahue. Microphone I, stand.
1: I don't know what that means. What does that mean?
0: Microphone stand. He was uh, He's that guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> or no, that was stew. Disco, Disco stew. Disco stew.
1: <laughs> Neither of those things was right.
0: It was what you made for dinner. That stew. I don't like this. Corey's testing out a new microphone stand today, and it is going horribly a wrong. contraption
1: of three books, a phone book that I'm sitting on, a midget rubbing my feet, and all of the above. Everybody out there, we're just gonna hold it.
0: Yeah, everybody out there in American Allies World, please start the podcast over yeah. and listen to that intro one more time. Start, it's Corey's priceless. All right, let's go. Let's
1: Corey's let's start it out. Just, Ready? Three, two, two,
0: one. So I'm joined here with Corey. Donahue, Human Corey, Mike's Charles team. Donahue. I'll give him his real name today. Hi, everybody. My name's Zach. We are the American Outlaws. Welcome to this edition of the podcast, number eighty-six. I am excited to be here. Vlad,
1: false. Sorry. What you do you mean false? It's not number eighty-six. That's what I meant.
0: No this this is like this is the best I've felt in a long time. Last time my back was broken. Yeah, maybe it was a couple ago.
1: My neck hurts. Really? I think you just we're contagious you need a little massage well yeah Need a little rub down i'm good well should we start it again a third time after we get done with the hey massage? everybody <laughs> welcome to
0: the american alice podcast this is episode 82 i'm feeling loosey goosey hey, guys
1: easy and breezy
0: no actually i do want to kind of jump into this for the third time today uh you know i've been thinking about this intro all morning which is why we screwed it up three times
1: that's what people say when they're having sex i've been thinking about this all day <laughs> i watch too many weird movies. Is
0: that what people tell you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to quit interrupting <laughs> with creepy shit. Go ahead.
0: Okay, so it's Monday, my favorite day of the week, because <laughs> everybody else hates it, and I think that's why I like it so much. But Ooh. this weekend for U.S. soccer was absolutely incredible. And uh, Chris Engel put something on Twitter, too, a question that... Was actually how you know what I've been thinking about the last couple of days, and how uh, we wanted to start this podcast. The most amazing—I I don't know, maybe the most amazing weekend in Europe for your Euro- uh, for U.S. players. You think so? Yeah. Let's let's run it down. Okay. Maurice do unbelievable goal for Rangers. It was a good goal. His first touch was goal. a little lucky. Yeah, but yeah but lucky. The but great. Unbelievable finish for, for Mo in that, uh, in Scotland for Rangers. Some Deuce Dempsey, call
1: me Maurice. C
0: D <laughs> scores two for Fulham. Two great finishes. I was really pissed off about that celebration, I but... seen it yet. what? Oh, jeez. So <laughs> yeah, and then Sorry, his I've second. Been busy. No, then the then the volley finish was was amazing. I hear that. Um, Charlie Davies scores the game winner for the reserve team. Yeah, I did hear that. Good for him. Bedoya He's... is the man of the match, He's and they went right to go to, the to Europe. Europa League.
1: You didn't hear what I said? No, I missed it. I said Charlie just sped right through the defense and finished. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so Bedoya, man of the match. Alejandro. Yesterday, Sasha Kleschen, the mustache mystery man, scores. Yeah,
1: Yeah. oh yeah. These are all good things. Uh, Edson Buttle had one of the best goals I've seen. He had a
0: fantastic finish last night. Yeah. That In the crowd was
1: sweet. playoff game against the Seattle, Sounders. Oh, we gotta go.
0: Yeah, we we've got to get up there for an MLS game. I know we've been there for US games, but uh, we need to get to. to I don't Quest remember Field. a US game up there. Brunken has. I have. He went to the Gold Cup where Freddie Dew scored. Fantastic game. Fantastic
1: yeah. crowd. Yeah, I heard that they've had some ticketing, ticketing controversy about their season tickets next year, but I think they got it all settled. They they uh. I don't know. They raised ticket prices after they said they wouldn't. But oh, really? Yeah, it was funny because the reason they did it, they said, was because they were bringing in a high, a big uh, value friendly, which and they were charging eighty dollars a ticket. Oh, because then that. they have rights to it. Yeah, but they were charging eighty dollars a ticket for that high value friendly yet unnamed. Right. And last year's high value friendly was. I think it was either Chelsea or Barcelona, yeah. and that was $20 a ticket. Ooh. So I'm trying to think of what team they brought in that's four <laughs> times as good as Chelsea or Barcelona. Pele's Conswell's? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Like, they resurrected you, the dead. Who do you bring in? Zidane, Messi. With uh,
0: Kenny Cooper's dad and goal? <laughs> <laughs> or That was the team they were playing. I don't remember who he played for. He played for the Dallas team, actually. I think that's why he lived down there. D- Dallas Burn? Uh, no, it wasn't the burn. Metro Stars. No, it was about thirty years <laughs> prior. But everybody. you're right on. You're right on pace. <laughs> soccer kickers. The Pizza Hut Parkers. <laughs> Wait, didn't Josie score too? The Pizza Hut Michael Jersey, Parkers. It? Uh, yeah. it was that two weeks ago? It was that two uh, weeks ago? Midweek, I think. For that Villarreal, yeah. yeah, it was a good. It was a good goal. But overall, go. fantastic weekend for us
1: abroad. Yeah, it was. It really was. It was pretty incredible. What about the, I guess, I, was, I came into this podcast not knowing, I forgot we hadn't done a podcast since those two friendlies. The Hells Pol- yes. The Poland and Columbia With friendly. With a Z. The Columbia friendly, I'm st- my heart rate's still coming down from that. Oh, oh great. what a...
0: Gut-wrenching game that was. That was awesome. Geez. Big oh, ups man. to Sons of Ben and, and everybody else that was yeah, involved with that. Who else making it watchable. Yeah, who else was involved? I mean, that's the whole reason I finished that match was because of you guys you Guys did a well, fantastic job Who was it according to John
1: Harks or who was it according to real life?
0: Well, right, yeah, John Harkes. So great job, <laughs> Sam's Army, everybody out there. <laughs> yeah. Really supporting Thanks them well. Thanks, Julie Fowdy for Thanks.
1: your in-depth knowledge. <laughs> Julie
0: Fowdy for beating that drum the way I know <laughs> for you can. reading
1: everything in front of you. Gosh. Oh, wait, I can't read Am I talking too low?
0: No, you're fantastic. Right. you sound perfect, perfect. really good. I like just talking sexy. too much? No, you're. Actually...
1: All the listeners are going. No, you're talking too much. <laughs> yeah. just shut the fuck up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they're on the Neil Diamond channel by now. They they've switched <laughs> over XM Radio to the all time twenty four hour day Neil Diamond.
1: They have an A S A base channel
0: station. No, not yet. But I've been petitioning for one. <laughs> what are they waiting? I for? I know. I've been petitioning for one. <laughs>
1: Uh, that pull, the pulling game was a little more interesting. Pulling game was awesome. Was Chicago,
0: fun. big ups again, you guys. Uh, March was
1: good. Sunil wasn't home. We rang and rang.
0: We did. We pounded on the door. Whiff gave a speech on the steps <laughs> yeah, with the did. megaphone.
1: It was it was, it was a good time. It was a good
0: time. I had a great time. The party the night before was uh, a little too much partying, got perhaps a, for a lot of people. Out, got a little drunk outside. It by did. The, the weather turned a uh-huh. little bit drunk in Chicago that night. <laughs> Uh, and We're then, yeah, the morning, some
1: weather, let's
0: just <laughs> say that, uh, the weather mark in the morning, the bar opened at ten thirty. they served more water than it planned on for at least the first hour. <laughs> the first hour. There's yeah. a lot of people heard. You know what I did before. that first
1: hour? I walked to the grocery store and I got a potato as a hand fruit and I ate the whole thing. What? Something I've never done before. You can do that. I don't know. It was pretty good. I'd like an actual potato. Yeah. Just a raw potato. And I just ate it as a hand fruit. What's a hand fruit? I just ate it like an apple. <laughs> I just never do that. No, I mean, I assumed, but I didn't know there was a term for hand fruit. Oh, it's, it's from Seinfeld. It's a Seinfeld reference. Oh. <laughs> I know okay. you love Seinfeld. It's amazing the tomato never took off as a hand fruit. That's Tomatoes
0: funny. are terrible anyway. I know. On their are, own. But that's the line. Oh, of the okay. gotcha. That's where I'm getting it from. Gotcha.
1: This is all very U.S. soccer related. It really is, and it was a red, white, and blue. Welcome potato. to those of you who just woke up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us. We
0: apologize to anybody whose friend said, "Oh man, you really got to listen to this podcast. This is great." And now you well, guys, to be honest, no one said that. And now but. you're not friends with anybody else that told you that anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. What are
0: you doing to my commute to work? <laughs> now I'm pissed off an extra nine hours of the day. We'll ride your bike then. Not just fucker. When I get out. Well, you're still going to ride with headphones on.
1: Yeah, that's true. What
0: else are you going to... You can't gonna...
1: hear the traffic. Uh,
0: let's be honest. Does anybody have an hour of their time they can just absolutely waste <laughs> to listen <laughs> to
1: Producer us? Producer is wondering why he's wasting his time right now. He can't even look at us. <laughs>
0: like, he wants the 30 cents back. He's spent in gas driving 20 blocks over here.
1: <laughs> All right. Anyway. Poland was
0: great. We kind of knew we were going to concede again. Jermaine Jones, how great was he? Oh, He was good. He I thought he was fantastic in the Poland game.
1: That that pass he picked out Altador. everybody kind of looked at each other like, we don't do that. No, what never. What we never happened?
0: make that run. No. And it's never a through ball, ever.
1: It was a good run. I mean, he made the run before. He yeah, but he's spotted. never had somebody to pl- no, actually to play him in. Yeah. No, not since the likes of John O'Brien. The J-O-B. Speaking of John O'Brien, I watched a funny YouTube clip of John O'Brien the other day with none other than...
0: Jimmy Conrad our himself? Future our buddy guest
1: today? James P. Conrad. Gotta love Jimmy Conrad. For those of you who don't know who he is, wake up. Uh wake he's a freaking man.
0: Smell the Folgers, center back for the Kansas City Wizards. Also usually the leading goal scorer for the Kansas City Wizards. He's sick. And uh
1: best looking guy in the team just Pretty much him.
0: just a model American.
1: Yeah. He actually did win the humanitarian of the year. I award did see that last year. year. Good for him. Yeah. Great uh, for him. But yeah, Jimmy's going to be on the on the show. He He's going to the... call
0: in here in a little bit, and we're going to rack his brains with really intense questions that <laughs> he probably won't be able to answer. But he'll probably lie about him and 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 make up some hilarious comment.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to put him on the spot too much. I have mostly serious questions for him. Well, that's good
0: because he won't have a serious response.
1: <laughs> I know that's what I for I most of them. I'll play the serious role. He'll play the funny <laughs> funny guy role. Funny
0: awesome guy, amazingly talented you know, and soccer player.
1: We'll, we'll make out, but. Perfect. Yeah.
0: I don't see anything wrong with that. U.S. also has a friendly coming up, not to be announced yet, in a month that we can't tell you about against a team that we can't tell you about. But we're privy to information here at American Alice headquarters. So you guys should look forward to it, though. Just go ahead. Do I even know? It's a podcast. Podcast exclusive.
1: Okay. It might not be in L.A., but probably will be in January 19th, I want to say. Third weekend of January 22nd or 23rd. Chile, Chile is that who we play?
0: We're going to play the Miners of Chile are coming into the Home Depot Center.
1: Bringing it hot and spicy.
0: But yeah, it's good. That's to a fu- f- it. That was a food reference. Yeah, I understand. Mm. I didn't I didn't scoff at it. <laughs> it
1: just wasn't funny.
0: No, it's good to not play a uh, Scandinavia team Scandinavian team in January in LA. We get to go down and, and finally play a, a good opponent in Chile. Um, you think, you thinking, especially now with three games already under our belt. Bob signed on for four more years, and in, in my trust,
1: in Bobby, I trust. Are we, are we thinking the Chilean girl fans are going to be as hot as the Swedish girl fans? Uh, what are we? Stand probably on that? not.
0: But, well, maybe. I feel like, like all those Swedish girls that we met out there last time, like half of them were just nannies in L.A. just because you can do that when you're just like a hot Swedish chick. Yeah. So like your acting we, career takes off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you'll get picked up somewhere. But I don't feel like there's that just that population, Chilean yeah. population of hot girl population in L.A. It Maybe. Could be. I don't know. But they might not be into the game that much.
1: Yeah. I don't well, know. I also learned from Jimmy Conrad today that... There was a shitload of Polish fans in Chicago, that's for sure. Yeah, there was. They have a different culture, I noticed, because the last time we played in Chicago, we played uh, Honduras. 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 And uh, they got there early. They were drinking, partying for the whole like mm-hmm. eight hours ahead of the game. We had to move our tailgate, if I remember correctly, because they were there so early. Yep. This time, I-, I didn't see any Poland fans there until about half hour before the game. Yeah. And an then they just kind the of game. strolled in. And yeah, and then and then all of a sudden we were uh, outnumbered and you know in a large way but that, we're used to that that's the why we started feeling. American Outlaws
0: yeah we're working to on... end that yeah and it's getting better i i applaud everybody out there for uh thanks hanging for, out with us thanks for hanging yeah, out it's hard enough to hang out with us let alone <laughs> really get excited about hanging out with us so thanks guys yeah both of you thanks a we lot we did have i mean it is a little easier when we have 1600 uh, Bud Light aluminum can, <laughs> aluminum bottle, sixteen tall ounce. boys <laughs> in a back of a U-Haul, <laughs> and ten bottle openers
2: to open them yeah. up because they're not screw. Yeah, offs. well, yeah. can we thank
1: Jared Wells, president of the Chicago chapter, for noticing that they weren't screw or that? Yeah, that was off. lucky. Because, that wasn't lucky. That was just a good spot. Well, it was I a good find. We would have been effed. Like we would have all had our keys out trying to keep yeah. up with the. I've no, I I, been taking them all off with this mouth. Yeah, my tea. teeth. My teeth
0: would have been gone. Yeah. I actually retired from opening bottles with my teeth after Africa.
1: Just as an FYI, for anyone. Even any, I'd uh, hang any... out with
0: me if I had that many beers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just as an FYI to anyone out there who's under 21, we'd love that you guys are there. Just please don't put me in the awkward position of telling you you can't drink. Uh, we can't serve you. We've got to play by the rules. Yeah, just be That's smart about it. Just be smart about it. That's
0: all we can legally say.
1: We, we don't, we aren't going to provide it for you. We we're not going to serve it to you if
0: we know you're underage.
1: Yeah, I checked your ID. And you have to have the proof kid that of I'm identification. Talking. There's one kid in my mind that I can see who came up <laughs> three times. I was like, <laughs> "Still no, Come sorry, on, buddy. buddy. <laughs> Still Come on, no. buddy." Uh,
0: yeah, that was good though. It was a good tailgate. It was a good party. The turnout was awesome. The game was was actually really entertaining. Josie's goal was great, their equalizer. It was just we gave up two more goals again. When are we going to figure that out at the back? Just deal with the ball, and we never well, we have, have to Morris do we have
1: Maurice at the back. Their first goal was just I, I don't think someone who plays center back all the time is ever going to let that happen. I like that, It was the though. most obvious thing ever. I like him being back there. Ah, he's too accident prone. Uh, maybe if he there. Well, yeah, if he plays a little bit longer. But I don't want to waste that time in him doing that. I'd rather That's have true. his dominant ass in the middle because he's been
0: sick he has but Jermaine J- Jones coming in playing great. Junior always plays great. <laughs> Benny played great. Stu is playing great for Bolton. Eric had a hell of a hell of a strike against uh, Liverpool at the weekend. Eric Lehigh was good. Was good and that Columbia Breck game. Shea was really rap. good. Breck Shea was horrid. <laughs>
1: He looked nervous. Horror. He looked really nervous. He just and thats looked. not his position. He got caught in the midfield. He's not a midfielder. I don't think. I don't know much that much about him. But he
0: played up top. The reason he got caught in the midfield is because yeah, yeah, he he was lost. Just...
1: Yeah, <sighs> we just nothing was clicking. No, nothing at all. It was terrible. But hey, we tried it. And those, those but it just...
0: sounded good on TV. <laughs> and as the American Outlaws, that's that's what we can take away from it that, that game. Sounded
1: better than John Hargis. Oh, <laughs> Good
0: interrupt? work on the uh, old Twitter box too, people. Uh, with getting that ESPN, get your fucking facts right. Yeah, you know, Twitter posts—they're going to get it. They'll figure it out. I had a long Just... conversation with Jeff Carlisle at the uh, Weathermark writer before for the soccer game, net. and uh, a freelance yeah, for, writer, but mostly for soccer for ESPN. Really. Yes, yeah. and uh, fantastic guy. Follow him. He is a really nice. guy. Read his yeah. articles. He, he's came, a great writer.
1: Came to our party. Came to our
0: party, got a scarf, hung out we with us. We didn't even
1: have to bribe him with hookers and blow like no, we thought we would. No, 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 no.
0: Like, not like usual. That's like how I got there. Get, That's the only reason I was there. we try and get <laughs> Freddie and Eddie
1: in, they... <laughs> they have demands. We've hey. got to offer up the world. When you're up there on Freddie and Eddie's level, you don't just show up somewhere. <laughs> you, true. You need something to entice Retainer! The... <laughs> <laughs> Showmanship. <laughs> I said we go to James P. What do we think? It's about Let's that get him on time. The he's going to call in a minute here. Let's give
0: him a ring. All righty, American Outlaw Faithful. We're joined here with the one and only Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy, what's going on, man?
2: Not a whole lot. I'm in my off-season and uh, not a lot going on.
0: What does Kansas City offer for the off-season? I, I don't imagine there's a lot of golf in the winter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if the winter even matters. I Ice think there's fishing? not much going on here, period. Yeah.
1: Uh, um.
2: You know, some days are better than others. Actually, it's a great place to raise a family, and I have a a three year old, so there's a lot of fun things for us to do. But if I was a single guy in this town, I'd be pretty bummed I was in this market.
0: Do you uh, do you get back to California often?
2: Uh, just for the holidays. Now, um, my wife's got a full time job here in Kansas City. Right. Um, she's a lawyer. So I like to call her my sugar mama. Or good my for 401k. you.
0: Good for you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. So i uh we pretty much stay here for the most part and then try to head back for a couple of weeks during the holidays
0: awesome well yeah we appreciate you joining us on the podcast
2: yeah thanks a lot jimmy this is Corey, by the yeah, way no problem thanks for having me
1: <laughs> hey i spent a lot of time reading uh some of your old uh stuff on soccer net uh, for those who don't know uh, james james p here was a writer back in the day <laughs> he hasn't been writing lately but uh he's got some hilarious pieces honestly and uh I learned some stuff about you today. I had no idea that you played in Poland for a very short stint. Uh, can you tell us? I
2: did. Yeah. Can you tell us anything I, I about that? Four, four, I played there for four months. Um, it was when the MLS season used to end in mid-September if you didn't make the playoffs. So. That was in the year 2000. I went on loan with a couple of my teammates, Ian Russell, who's now the assistant coach for the Earthquakes, and this kid named Wojciech Krakowiak, who was the Harmon Award winner at Clemson, I think in 90-something. I don't know. Okay. And uh, he actually was the one that had the link over there. Then they, they wanted some more players, so Ian and I went. It was a great experience. We got to play in their cup games. got to play in their league. We helped them fight relegation. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, you know, the Polish fans are very, very uh, passionate yeah, and especially from that standpoint, I got to I got to be a little taste of what it's like if you lose at home, you can't go out at night. They won't let you into in clubs. But if you do win at home, and everything's free, they're your best friend. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. To, it really is. I mean, to be in that kind of culture where the results matter, and when, whether you win or lose makes a difference to these people in their lives. And you know that's something you just don't get a taste of very often in MLS.
0: Absolutely, especially being stuck in a relegation battle. I'm sure it was. Uh, is is it the most intense atmosphere, club level that you've played for?
2: Yeah, club level, absolutely. You know, obviously, the international scene uh, it's a much different ball of wax, and every every game matters. You know, maybe except for the January camp games, but right. uh, you know, for the most part, every game, every step you take, you're being scrutinized. And I enjoyed it. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, you know, making. Playing in a game where that there's those kind of stakes is what I thrive on, and obviously I wish I would have done better in my last few national team games, but it is what it is at this point.
0: I was going to ask if that's why you left the game early in the last January camp game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, that's what I alluded that. to. I was hoping that the January <laughs> camp
2: game did, didn't make a difference, but apparently in my case it did. So yeah, you know uh, my history with with uh, with Bob is is an interesting one, and you know when he decided to why make do the you team, say that I was not part of it.
1: Why do you say that it was an interesting
2: one? Well, we have a, I guess for lack of a better phrase, just a personality conflict, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I think the best way to explain it is that I have one. Yeah, uh, I was going to uh, say,
1: and that you have one, and he doesn't. <laughs> I have one,
2: and he doesn't. Extrovert
1: versus introvert.
2: Yeah, so there was some there was some stuff there, but you know that that's part of it. You know, I thought I did well at some phases of it that you could have included me on the team, but. You know, in the big picture, when I look back on it, uh, he gave me my opportunities. And I don't know if I made always made the most of them, and you know that's disappointing on some levels. But I can't say that he didn't give me a chance.
1: Yeah, speaking of those opportunities, uh, I really, I love hearing players uh, who you know just live for it, and you clearly do. And I, I was, I wanted to ask you, going what goes through a player's head right when you go into a World Cup game. But then I read – or I remembered that you wrote a thing on SoccerNet about it, about exactly that. So I'm, I am read that, and anyone who hasn't read it, go to SoccerNet and read it. It's hilarious, and it's really cool. But uh, I'm wondering what your, what your like, take with you memory was from the '06 World Cup. I mean, it was so up and down. The first game was terrible, which you didn't play in. And then you come in as a sub, and what I maintain is the best game I've ever been to, uh, the U.S. versus Italy. Um, we were down to nine players. I think when you came on, when Eddie Pope got his second yellow and, uh, then, right. and then you played the whole game against, Ga- uh, against- Ghana, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through puberty against Ghana. Ghana uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Ghana has our number, by the way, but go ahead. They, yeah, we
1: certainly do. We, we uh, everyone in this room was at both of those games, uh, right. in '06 and 2010. So we know what you're talking about, but, uh, yeah. What, what is the lasting memory you have from '06, either good or bad?
2: Well, I think the Italy game is the one that stands out for me, and I'm sure, like you mentioned, for most fans, uh, it just was a a pretty feel good moment. You know, it was I guess compared to 2010, it, it was an Algeria moment. You know, to compare to 2010, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it was something after the performance against Czech Republic, but there was so much build up to that game and, and to the tournament in general. How we were going to build up off of 2002, the success there, that we just came out flat against the Czechs. Czechs looked great. I don't think I've ever seen a national team play that well. Yeah. Um, before or since and, uh, you know, to come out and, and show the good side of what we're all about and what us soccer is all about against Italy, uh, was a, was a proud moment and something I'm, I'm happy to say I was a part of. It was a great game. I remember standing out there. I think the ball was out for a goal kick. And I thought this is the most glorified Sunday league game I've ever played in, <laughs> you know, because, you know, because, you know, even the Sunday league, I remember when I'd play it'd be my mom and, you know, my girlfriend at the time, and you know maybe my brothers, and then maybe 20 other people. And you know, for them, they were there, and that game mattered to them. And then when you play in the World Cup, it's it matters to a couple million more. But yeah. uh, it's really the same thing. You know, the, you know, everything's the same. The objective's the same, and and it's just a little different when you're running around against you know somebody you played against in high school versus uh you know Pirlo and, and Del Piero and those guys. So right. uh, it, it was a pretty surreal moment. You know, it's gone by so fast. I can't believe it's already been over four years. And and uh, you know, for me, I was a long shot to just make the team. So to go out there and play and, and prove that I, I that Bruce made the right choice,
3: yeah.
2: Uh, and that and that I, you know, proved him right. Meant a lot to me personally.
0: Hey, Jimmy, it's Zach again. You know, you you touched on a couple of things there, and and one word that especially for the 06 and and 2010 World Cups really. Kind of defines the U.S. team as resiliency. How did it hit you guys after that check game, going into the Italy game? That you know, is that just a, a a trait of of the U.S. players as a whole, or is that something that that you know maybe Bob in, in, in a locker room can get out of? But in your situation, where where Bruce Arena can get you guys to fight back, you know, with your backs against the wall, it seems like we do it time in and time out.
2: I, I think we do our best when we are pissed off. You know <laughs> when. When, you know, when the either the media is coming at us or if we're just not happy with the performance or whatever it is. And I think the what, what Bob and Bruce have done in these past two World Cups is found a way to tweak that in a positive way. And, you know, obviously we had some bad breaks in Italy game. Uh, I think resiliency is, is a good word to use um, just to talk about the 06 World Cup. Even in the 2010, you know, we go down in each game and then find a way to, to make it happen, get results and, and end up winning our group. So. You know, obviously you need a few breaks in the World Cup. I don't know if we necessarily got him in 06. You know, we had uh, we had one or two go our way. I think Robert Green was the one that stands out that obviously would have impacted the, the rest of the group. Right. Um, no keeper that, in the how world that played out. in that. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, right? He's good. And, uh, you know, they had not called a PK against Gooch right before halftime uh, in the Ghana game in the World Cup. In '06, who's to say how that game would have played out? In you know, the second I, half, we were, would have been even going in the half. So yeah, the and same, we would have played Brazil in the next round, and who knows, man? But it, yeah. it's really a fine line between success and failure at that level. And and you know, the 2010 and 2002 team found a little bit of that, and the '06 team didn't.
0: Yeah, it feels like it's such a, a small variance of of which way it can go, especially with Claudio Reyna going down, you know, and basically handing you know Ghana their was it the second goal? We,
2: we, I don't remember. Yeah, was it the
0: first one? one. Yeah, they got handed. I mean, what
2: are days. the odds of Claudio Rana giving up a ball? Yeah, exactly. At any point, After, but let alone know. in a game like that, which was even you know, then that up being his last national team game. It's,
1: right.
2: It's incredible. And yeah. it's obviously something as players we can't anticipate because we just don't expect Claudio to ever lose the ball. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that was a tough way to go down. And, obviously, he got hurt. And then, you know, we bring on Ben Olsen, who – and I love Ben Olsen, but he just doesn't have the same quality that Claudio does. And, you know, it just obviously impacts the rest of the game. So, I don't know, man. I, I'm i still obviously very bitter about how it all transpired. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. It's fun to be a part of. And I'm mm-hmm. um, excited to be sitting here talking to you guys about do you, it.
0: Do you think if Ben Olson would have been clean shaven that he could have <laughs> flown around the pitch a little bit more?
2: I think the beard's a little more intimidating, to be honest. <laughs> These uh, are huh? the questions. These are what our yeah.
1: fans want to know. <laughs> Well, yeah, we don't want to bum I don't know. you out. <laughs> I
2: think if he, had, if he had the beard as a coach, you know, I think D.C. would have had a little bit better of a season under yeah, his watch. Yeah, you
1: but... can store a lot of wisdom in there.
2: I mean, <laughs> Exactly.
1: Uh, well, I don't want to bum you out talking about that anymore. Uh, so, I don't know. It seems like we were getting tweets from you all the time, and then we, had, we played that friendly against Mexico, and we got a tweet <laughs> from you that said, Mexico is on our plane, and you shared a plane with them. Um, do you have any fun story or any good memories from that? I, uh, it just seemed like such a weird situation. I would have paid a lot of money to be on that plane with you guys. Did anything funny happen?
2: No, you know what ends up happening is they loaded Mexico on the on the plane first. Mexico takes the front of the plane, um, and then <laughs> so many we just walk past them. <laughs> and, I mean, really, there's nothing. I mean, there's nobody saying hi or anything. I mean, there's still that that kind of uh, aura of competitiveness, but, you know, I think the media makes a little bit bigger of the game uh, than the players. You obviously, when the game starts, you can tell it's it's a game that's a little bit different than the rest that you play. But, uh, and I'm not a big fan when they don't shake your hand after the game or don't want to switch jerseys. I think that's kind of rude. Um, Wait, Mexico does that? And that, that? Heightens, <laughs> heightens the whole thing. I guess I, I, I wish, I'm kind of glad it is that way because I mean, it gives the game some, some gravity. But but uh, there was really nothing there. You know, I mean, you kind of get a, a scuffle on the plane or whatever. Uh, probably wouldn't be in the best interest of every, anybody. So I took it upon myself to tweet something out to the world that just took on a life of its own. And. Uh... <laughs> And, yeah. and uh, you know, I was concussed at the time because I'd been knocked out against Panama uh, about oh, a week right. earlier. And that's and, right. Forgot yeah, yeah, it. Probably, probably, you know, I don't know if I was thinking clearly, but um, yeah, you
0: were because it was yeah. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we could argue. I was on a fire on all cylinders, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it uh, didn't obviously didn't didn't play well within the U.S. soccer camp, so I had to take it down and and remove my Twitter account.
0: Jimmy, let me ask you uh, another question that you you just touched on a little bit. Um, you know, you talked about the Mexico rivalry, and you know the, the the lack of handshaking and and the exchange of jerseys. You kind of said that that might fuel the fire a little bit more. How do you feel about Concacaf's switch to um, almost end the rivalry as far as World Cup qualifying is concerned?
2: Yeah, I think it's ridiculous to be honest. Us too. I mean, that's the game. That's the game everybody wants to see. Everybody talks about it. It's our Yankees, Red Sox. Um... You know, I can't from even think of any other rivalry. Well, so from, a, one
0: from a from a a supporter standpoint, you know, as American Outlaws as a whole, it's it's what we honestly live for. Obviously, you being a player and playing in that game, everybody wants to play at Azteca and score a goal. I, I want to be in the damn stands. Yeah, I, you know, it's right. it's it's brutal for us to accept.
2: You. Go- you're not happy about playing Guadalupe or anything? Shit. <laughs> God, well, to, to, to go away. Stuff.
0: Yeah, to go away to Granada. It's,
1: it's a close second. Yeah, it'd be sweet. Was <laughs> scoring uh, to, play a,
2: to play on a field that's worse than your high school field. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Was was that goal against Mexico your uh, favorite goal you ever scored, Jimmy?
2: Well, since it's my only goal for the national team, it's up there. Yeah. You know, I remember um we were working on pieces the day before. And I, I just missed one. I got on the end of Landon, put a good ball into practice, whatever. And I just missed it. And the coaches were kind of riding me a bit. And then in the first half, Landon kept shorting him. He kept hitting the wall. Couldn't get over the first guy. And so at halftime, we sat next. We sit next to each other in the locker room. And I said, "Dude, just put it in the mixer. You know, just one time for me, just one." <laughs> and the, the, the first corner kick uh, after halftime, he put it right in the mixer, and I got my head on it. So it was pretty cool that that. Uh, that's why we were laughing. We were laughing you know, when we celebrated because yeah. I, he did exactly what I wanted and I finished it and it all worked out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I probably added to it that you got to hu- hug Landon right afterwards too, you know.
2: <laughs> well, the funny part about that celebration, people actually still talk to me about it, <clears throat> was I was expecting since I scored to jump into Landon's arms and kind of do my <laughs> bump or something.
1: You would smash it. Landon, Landon's,
2: <laughs> Landon's, Landon's modus operandi is to jump into other person's arms and kind of hog, steal the spotlight. Take you know, the spotlight.
0: So, yeah, I thought you were going to put him in, yeah, in your pocket.
2: So I kind of jumped a little bit. If you, I don't know if you ever watch it again, and there's no reason to. I no, know. we're giant do, dorks. We are giant dorks, Jimmy. We watch well, it all the time. I kind of half jump, and he kind of half jump. Like, who's going to get in each other's arms? So we both kind of stay in the middle. It's just a it's giant really chest funny. bump.
1: Maybe on American yeah, Outlaws' website. like,
2: what are we doing here? But it was pretty, it was pretty funny. Maybe,
1: maybe we can put that video with some country music behind it on our website or something.
2: Yeah, that'd be hot. Dancing with I the mean, stars. I any, any extra views of it. It's just because I'm looking at myself and my glory. So. <laughs> well, you
1: mentioned about uh, your personality differences with Bob Bradley and that you have one and he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> do you. I don't. Do you think I don't want to put you on the spot, but I do. Like, do you think <laughs> that he was the right, that he was the right guy? And more generally, do you do you feel like deep down that U.S. soccer is on the right track, that we're kind of heading in the right direction on most ways?
2: You know, I, I think that Bob does a lot of good things that go unseen. Uh, I have a lot of respect for his coaching. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, despite my differences with him and his with with me. You know, I think that there are a lot of things in place, whether it's our youth teams or, or you know, our under-17 residency program, whatever it may be. He's doing a good job of trying to get everybody on the same page and speaking the same language. And I think that's been missing a little bit uh, under Bruce. I think when you have a year as long as eight years, you can get a, a little loose, you know. But Bob is uh, such a perfectionist and has such an idea of what he wants to see on the field that I think he's got a good vision and I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of any coach having a two term national team yet, right. you know and I don't know how much that benefits the, the program as a whole but you know I'm am willing to give him a shot I think you know this 2011 gold Cup is going to be a, a big deal for him and if we can't win that then I then I think that you know maybe it will be depends on how we play Absolutely. You know so uh, there there's a lot riding on it I think this is probably the most pressure any coach has ever had from, from US perspective for the gold cup and you know we'll kind of see how it plays out. I, I think to another thing to his credit, he's done a good job of bringing in a lot of players and giving guys a lot of looks. Yeah. Um, and he's really he's really deep in the pool in that, and, and giving a lot of guys a sniff that maybe wouldn't have had a sniff otherwise. And and so I sit my hat to him for that. Um. So and the funny thing is now is that you we're all the same because I'm I'm never going to get called in again. So we're all just fans of the national team at this point. And oh, and obviously on. I think Bjerg <laughs> and would have been the, the fashionable choice. You know, and I know there was a lot of uh, kind of a power grab. I don't know any of the details. I wish I could give you guys some scoop. I don't have any, but um, you know, there is some parts of that that I that I think the romantic parts of when I think about Jurgen your, your Klinsmann, what he brings, the European experience, the knowledge he has, he's played at a high level. You know, he's seen it. He's been a, had success, as, uh, you know, as a player. So right, you know, that would have been nice. I think for for Landon and Clint. And those guys to be exposed to in and, and not four more years of the same, whether that was Bob or Bruce or whoever, you know. So Yeah. Uh it, it's tough. I, I don't know. I think Bob's in a tough spot. I think for the first time in a l I think ever, the national team coach is under pressure and under scrutiny and there's a lot of people watching and so that's a good thing. And yeah. if he doesn't do the job then then he's out and we'll bring somebody else in.
0: It's nice to finally have competition in that area.
2: Absolutely. You know, but you know for, I'll speak as a fan here. I'm just disappointed that it was just Bob and or Jurgen.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't agree. understand
2: why that was understand why it was just an either or. Why there was only two options? And they why didn't wasn't there.
0: Yeah, and they didn't let us in on any sort of decision making, you know, timeline or, or table or, or anything about the decision.
2: Yeah, yeah, it makes you wonder. I mean, Bob was under contract till the end of December, so I don't know what the rush was to to name him as a national team coach, other than you know for the FIFA World Cup bid. Just knowing that there's a, a coach in place and right. they know what they're doing, whatever. I don't know. I don't. This is just me I'm speaking quote unquote as a fan here. So you think you think Ziggy um,
1: Schmidt would have done a good job? You played you played for Ziggy Schmidt, didn't you, early on in your career? Sometime? Yeah, I
2: did. I played for him at UCLA. Um, I think he would have been a, a really good choice. You know, he's another guy, like Bob that had a lot of success at MLS, has a lot of respect from the players. Yeah. And you know, for him to just be casually overlooked. Uh, it's disappointing to me because I think if if Bob is capable of doing it and having four years to have a go, then I think Ziggy as well. And you know, hopefully Ziggy at some point will get that look he, he continues to have success with Seattle. But you know, who's to say? I don't know what kind of relationships he's built with the guys that make the decisions. And and um, you know, sometimes that's all that matters.
1: Right? Oh, huh. interesting. What? Uh, yeah. Well, so yeah. Yeah, on that <laughs> for a little while, guys. On that. <laughs> hey, we'll we'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> What, what's something from a player's perspective that groups like American outlaws like this the us supporters groups can do uh, to help the players out because that's really our number one goal is to unite and strengthen and get everyone behind the team in, in hopes that we inspire the players just in any way that that will improve it results on the field you know Is there anything that that we wouldn't know already that uh, we could be doing from a player's perspective to help you guys out?
2: I would say, off the top of my head, I think uh, foot massages is yeah? really Perfect. the way to go. Yeah.
1: Brunken does I mean, we, we, you know, great wearing team, We're wearing
2: these, these cleats that really aren't that comfortable. They might look cool, but they're not comfortable. And, they do make good waffles, you know, if got, though. If you got some <laughs> hot American outlaw girls with big boobs <laughs> to uh, massage feet, I think it would go a long way with the guys. Perfectly. really boosts morale. could do that. All right.
0: All right. Done. As, as, done long, done. as long as Just we get it that first. Down.
2: <laughs> write that down. Yeah, write that down. We got it. No, You know, on a serious note, I, I think you guys are doing great. Just the fact that you guys care. Uh, who the coach is, you know, player selection that that you're going to support no matter who's out on the field. You know, I'm sure you're not always happy with, with some of the choices that the coaches make about who they bring in and who they don't. And But you're out there regardless, and you're, you're, you're being vocal and you're loud, and you're trying to make a difference for your team and, and letting them know that you support them. I think you guys are – you got the right – as long as it's in your heart, right, that you're doing the right things and you're trying to do everything you can, then there's not much more we can ask as players.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's just in our competitive nature as all, you know, ex-athletes – to want to make a difference, and in us, you know, myself and Corey and Justin traveling around the world to these to these matches, and and you know, using all of our vacation time and money, sometimes <laughs> hard earned dollars, sometimes not, you know, to follow you guys, easy earned dollars. <laughs> it's just that you want, you know, we want to be out there so bad to try and make a difference, and and you know, anything we can do. I applaud you for being a stand up guy, Jimmy, and you've always you know put your heart out there for the U.S. national team every time you took the field.
1: Plus, they're easy on the eyes, so. It's
2: it's yeah, well, nice. I, I do. I I really focus on my hair about 15 minutes before. It's like this energy thing that's going on in my scalp. It's pretty neat. That's good. But uh, no, I'm with you guys. You guys do a great job, and we I think as players we understand you know the lengths that you go to to come support us. And you know I know, I know that some guys might seem indifferent to that. You know when the game's being played or right after the game is over because we have a lot of a lot of different things going on through our mind. But I don't doubt it for a second that. You know, we care that you're there, you know, and it does make a difference. And, and if you weren't there, that it would hurt, you know, that, that there wasn't anybody to come out and support the team. So it does make a difference whether uh, it's vocalized or not by the guys. Um, you know, we, we ultimately do it for the fans. You know, there's an aspect of that. There's a part of it you do it for yourself. You can't get away from that. And you do it for your family and to and support your, your family. But yeah, of course. You know, to be able to make a fan happy and think this guy thinks I'm a good player, I mean, there's a, there's a big component of that.
0: Huh? I don't even give a shit if you're a good player. I just want to win. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll, think a, you'll, you'll think he's a good player if you win, right? Right. So. Exactly.
0: Results are
1: results.
2: All
1: right. Looking forward. Uh, so in well, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. Let's. I'm going to ask you a question then. If a results are results, isn't there a certain way that you'd rather see the team, or would you say, let's say, for instance, that we could play a certain way, and it's a probably maybe a little bit prettier than the way we're playing now. Would you rather see that and maybe lose a game here and there? No, or I'll would take you the win. <laughs> play super defensive and win one nothing all the time. I mean, I'm just curious from a from a player standpoint.
1: Meaningful games. I'll take the win no matter what. Doesn't right. Corey talking? Oh, Zach, what do you say? <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, well, January, it's... January camp games. You wanted to play like, yeah, you know,
1: I want backheel goals. <laughs> I want cartwheels. No, honestly, <laughs> honestly, there's some,
0: there is some truth to that. Uh, you know, if you look back at, um, you know, January of 2007, Kenny Cooper's first game <laughs> comes in, you know, scores a great goal, takes his shirt off, runs to the corner, celebrates it. We were all there to to witness it. And you know, you know, as this is you know somewhat of a joke, but pretty damn serious too. You know, we need to know that those are there. You know, Charlie Davies, when he started coming on for the team, even Eddie Johnson, when he came into, you know, his first couple camps and was scoring hat tricks, yeah, it's nice yeah. to play the, you know, Arsenal style of one-touch football. And then and then there's, on the flip side, when we get into the World Cup and we fly into Johannesburg, you know, if we're going to sit on a goal or get a goal taken away, that means a hell of a lot more, you know, to us as supporters.
1: We just like to know that it's there, I guess. Well, right. I, I would argue that... uh I would argue for the ugly because a lot of U.S. fans don't like Clint Dempsey, even though he's probably our flashiest player, you know. But they don't like him because he's not, like, hard-nosed, like, blue-collar, like, coal-eating whatever, you know what I mean? Like, they don't like it that he tries crazy shit. And so I guess – I don't know. I, w- I would say that most U.S. fans would probably go for the 1-0 ugly wins versus – the Brazilian, rather game. than his
0: back heel in Soldier Field against Honduras in the qualifier, <laughs> they gave up the goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> rather than that, <laughs> is that the yeah, answer yeah, you are looking mean, for? <laughs> I,
2: well, no. Yeah, it is. I think it's interesting. I, I, As a defender, I is, yeah, is, is, is well, what I think is fun about where soccer is heading now, especially with the national team, is we have a public that demands us to play a certain way, and they want to see us play attractive soccer, but also win. So they want us to play well and still get the result, and it doesn't always work that way. And <laughs> yeah. I still think we're trying to educate, we're just to educate the casual fan that that's you just it's impossible to play like that all the time unless you're Spain, and, oh, and even course. Spain sometimes, Spain's boring to watch sometimes too. You're like, you just turn over the ball just once. because <laughs> yeah. it, you know? <laughs> Cause I don't think Honduras touched it once when they played in the World Cup. So. Yeah, so. right.
1: <laughs> that's true. So
2: I don't know. I was just kind of curious, you know, what you guys, what you guys thought about that.
1: Yeah, no, I like that you're asking questions. You got any other ones for us? <laughs>
2: No, I, had, I didn't have anything written down. just kind of came off the top of my head. Oh,
1: you're yeah. unprepared?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, keep, uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep thinking while you're asking me. We're this is wait- a two-way street. We're Jimmy. waiting, Jimmy. we <laughs> <laughs> <Don't-> patiently waiting.
0: <laughs> hey, Jimmy, back to MLS for a second. Uh, you know, we've, we, we had this question in on, uh, on Twitter from Justice. He, he wanted to know, um, you know, with the, the buildup of soccer-specific stadiums in MLS, what else do you think is going to take MLS to that next level?
1: Because you were on the players negotiating side of that during that whole contract thing, right? So yeah. you've got kind of an inside view on the business aspect too,
2: right? Yeah, I have a Yeah, I have a little bit of an inside view of that. The, the ugly uh, side? <laughs> well, not always. I, I think it's uh, part of the evolution and, and kind of growth spurt to becoming a more well-oiled machine, you know, and try to get closer to how the NBA and NFL are run. Um, and try to get a little bit more power, a little more power for the players, you know, because frankly we didn't have too much, we didn't, and not necessarily power as much, and I think it gets when you start talking about union negotiations and and labor strife, I don't think most people care about what professional athletes do or don't, because we're professional athletes and we get to run around and kick a ball with small shorts on, you know, so. Smaller um, the better. Which Corey
0: appreciates. (laughs) Yeah, right,
2: right. Um, So, there's that aspect of it, but Really, instead of power, I guess power is the wrong word, it's more voice. you know. So right now, or prior to the CBA, the MLS could just do whatever they wanted and never have to address the players. They wanted to make a 60-game schedule with us play on turf on Wednesday nights in August. Ugh. You know, they could do that, and we couldn't say anything to fight it. And right. So now we've started to put things in place that just make it a little bit more reasonable and make it a two-way street and, and to make sure that everybody's kind of working out for the benefit of the sport and the players so that guys aren't getting hurt. And Obviously, the schedule comes into play. You have a lot of guys that... That are a lot, of, excuse me, a lot of teams that have all these games. You know, if they're having a deep run in the Open Cup, and if they're in Super League or if they're in the Concacaf Champions League, and you're still trying to play MLS stuff, which then, is yeah, which
0: is the one that we need here for you know broadcasting and everything.
2: Right. So you're kind of in this. I don't know. I, I still think they need to figure that out, and that needs to be ironed out. I. Uh, to kind of give you some numbers, if you win Superliga, which is a two-week competition, you actually make more money uh, as a player than you would you would if you won MLS Cup. So,
1: God, that's amazing! Uh, wow. Which
2: is interesting because you know obviously that's TV money, but but we work for 30 games to just have the opportunity to play in the playoffs to yeah. win MLS Cup, and, and then if we get there and you play 34 games and you finally do it and you get there and you get the you know lift the trophy over your head, you actually got more money to play in Superliga for two weeks. And right. That's you know I just think that the, the contracts could be structured different. Uh, I think from a player competition standpoint, if you made, let's say, I don't know, just to throw out a number, this none of this has been included because they didn't agree to this, but let's say two thousand dollars for a win per player. If you if you started and played over sixty minutes, then if you came in and you made the eighteen and you you know played the last thirty minutes, then you get half of that, so you get a grand. And then say you made the eighteen but didn't get in, and the team won. This is all based on the team winning. Then you get five hundred bucks. Right? So then right. what happens at practice is practice automatically gets better because then you have the guys that are from 18 to 24 who aren't in the 18 pushing to get in so they can right. make a little more coin. Mm-hmm. And the guys that aren't starting, well, they want to start because that, that money makes a difference. you know. And I, I'd i be hard-pressed to, to say if if guys wouldn't restructure their contract, maybe take a lower base to have those kind of bonuses in place. Right. And I think that from that standpoint alone, because money talks, money walks, and we know how it, it motivates, and that's just the reality of, of who we are and what we do, and just as humans in general. But
0: absolutely. Um, you, hey, hey, Jimmy, so can you can you give us any insight on the uh, Kevin Hartman deal this summer?
2: This summer or last year? or uh,
0: Last year, sorry.
2: Yeah, he just um, you know, didn't really work out here in Kansas City. I don't think the communication went very well uh, with the two teams. Uh, yeah, excuse me, with Kevin and in our team here in Kansas City, right? Uh, and then it, he was kind of holding out to see what was going to happen with the CBA if he could take advantage of kind of being a free agent since they didn't pick up his option. I thought there was something there with the
0: collective bargaining agreement that kind of either forced him out or or if he and his agent chose to go different ways or if it was something that just was wrong with MLS as a whole. or I just didn't know your take on it.
2: No, it wasn't necessarily MLS. Uh, It was more Kansas City. It's just a miscommunication. It started out as a miscommunication uh i, I kind of liken it to three's company i don't know if you guys ever watched that show but you know the over here they maybe miss here exactly what's going on and then mr furley comes up and he makes it worse and whatever so i, I only you know got,
1: the family guy stuff <laughs>
2: oh family there you go so then uh, what they
1: said about it on the family there's guy. just
2: kind of a miscommunication that i think spun out of control and then once it it got to that point everybody was clear on what was going on and i think kevin thought oh, i'll just kind of wait it out and see how the cba goes and see if any of the rule changes help his position and and uh, I think the thing got strung out a little bit longer than he wanted, and he found a good situation in Dallas and something cool. he liked. I don't think it was uh, anywhere near the money that he'd wanted, but he got a, a place where he was going to have a chance to start, and he went there, and he ran with it. And
0: Definitely. I voted for him
2: for Goalkeeper of the Year. I think he was awesome this year
0: Aww. and
2: uh, <laughs> deserves to be honored, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, Jimmy, I, I got one last question for you. I know you, you do a lot for the youth, uh, youth programs here in the country. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Do you see yourself – you know, somewhere with U.S. soccer as, as a – you know, in the Federation or, or or as a coach at some level or, or are you going to stick with the game? What's what's to yeah, kind of your plan? I was, was
1: going to phrase it. You majored in math in college, right? You, I did. <laughs> you wrote for ESPN. You played in a World Cup. You mm-hmm. should be a TV host. Like, what does a guy – in 10 years when you, when you retire from soccer, like, what, what do you do? You know, like, are you going to go into coaching or –
2: well, or... I'm glad you brought all that up because it's it's clear that I kick ass. Oh, you're fucking you know, amazing. There's no doubt I'm about it. And I, listen, and I'm handsome and I have great hair. Just just want to add those. Well, two. duh. I mean, uh, yeah, you don't even need to add that. That's obvious. That's true. I guess it's people already. I know that. Yeah, people are gonna know. So, that. uh, that's a good question. You know, it's uh, it's kind of a million dollar question here at the house because a million because bucks. <laughs> yeah, just a million. That's my transfer fee right uh, now. That's not but, bad. That's
0: uh, not bad. Good deal.
2: Uh. <laughs> I don't know. You know, sometimes I lean towards getting into the broadcasting route, and then sometimes I think about coaching. And thank maybe God, the youth level and, and brainwashing America's youth. You yeah, there's something about that that I like. Please um, go, go into broadcasting. Please get into broadcasting. We have too. this.
0: Uh, we have this friend. His name's John Hark. <laughs> well, wait. Yeah, let me take that back. Good. Yeah, let yeah. me take that back. He's not
1: good. He's right. <laughs>
0: yes, please yeah, do it for us.
2: Uh, he, he could be. He could be better. And uh you know, I've had some I've had some preliminary talks with ESPN already, um about awesome. nice. you know, going, going in that direction when I'm done. I, I think the biggest hang up for me is I've done a, a lot of work in, in having a creative side and having a personality. And I think if I got a, a posse machine, And, <laughs> and
0: a posse, Jimmy Conner's yes. got a posse.
2: That's right, I do. I do. We're about eight deep. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, the three
0: of us are here, so <laughs> <I don't know.
2: laughs> and my mom, that's four, so we've got four other people. Uh so I think if I went the coaching route and until I was a head coach I just have to kinda of toe the line, I wouldn't be able to do all the fun stuff that I do now and, and if I stayed in the broadcasting I could almost, you know, amplify all the fun stuff I'm doing now and, and try yeah. to make it bigger and try to give a little bit more of a face to to soccer and I think Kyle Martinez has done a good job of, of trying to push that and and uh I I actually haven't seen the show. I should probably watch it I can compare and contrast <laughs> no, Mar- what I would do. I yeah.
0: Martino's doing a great job. He can actually read the banner that says American Outlaws on the stadium. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's Wait something about that. Martino that I like, and, and I think Taylor Twelman's another character who's going to be good for the game. You know, he's getting his feet wet in the broadcasting route, so it's a good competition for me, but but uh, I feel like I've created a, a nice niche for myself and, and my personality, and if I can just be a low-end Bill Simmons for the soccer scene, I'd be pretty happy with that. I, I think
0: you're already a high-end Bill Simmons for the soccer scene. I, you're I fantastic. I agree. Uh,
1: oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Jimmy, but a few years ago we came down to KC and uh, you—it was a holiday in my world—and you came and uh, hung out with us and took questions with us, even though yep. I think I think your mother-in-law was in town or something, and you had some family stuff and. You came in, honestly, it was one of the best days of my life. Like, it was awesome. It was it was really fun to spend time with you, and you were you were uh, really gracious with your time. So uh, I just wanted it's to thank you.
2: Your ex-girlfriend was all over me. That's, that's <laughs> right.
1: That's right. If that's I had a nickel for card. every well, time. You
2: can edit that part out. That's
1: awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's so true.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thanks a lot for doing that, and thanks for joining us today. Seriously, we really appreciate it.
2: No problem, guys. Just uh, go ahead and edit it and make me sound as cool as possible, and we're all set.
1: We already got it
0: done, man. That's how good we are here. <laughs>
2: cool. Awesome. Thanks, thanks guys. Hey, thanks, good luck Jay. in the off season.
0: <laughs> all
2: right, thanks. See
1: you, See Jimmy. You. We actually did the interview in time this time. We cut. We're we did. Back. Look at
0: that. We're professional. Thanks again, Jimmy Conrad, for joining us. James
1: P. Conrad. Awesome is to have you, man amongst men.
0: He. Uh, you know, hung out like we talked about in the interview. He hung out with us uh, back when the American Outlaws was just little babies. So, yeah, he's right a big uh, proponent for us. And we appreciate you being on the show
1: again, brother. And for celebrating Be Nice to Corey Day. You know, absolutely. Well, he, if he celebrates it. Why wouldn't everyone? You yeah, know? everybody does. <laughs>
0: we just don't tell you
1: that. Honestly, I fucking love that guy. Let's
0: jump right into the mailbag. Corey. Mailbag! Mailbag! Okay. Uh, I had a little bet going on here last week with uh, Aaron Dutka. Who I read on Facebook what? today
1: is not drinking for all the month of November. Really? No beer oh. November.
0: Look, at, I haven't been on Facebook, but look at what a social media book. does for you. That's great. Anyway, we had a bet <laughs> going for the Texas versus Nebraska throwball game. Oh. That Nebraska pissed right down <laughs> their corn and legs. <laughs> Which sucks. Hey, we made up for it. So I owe her uh, Nando's. But she wants to know, when is the American Outlaws Nando's franchise opening in Ooh. the States? We've talked
1: about it. It's happening. Because it is going to happen. We should, can we do a half Nando's, the half Caillou's? Half- the place that i ate every day no we all. don't know oh, for those no, no, for those who no. don't know what the fuck we're talking about in in south africa they had this brazilian place called Nandas, and they had this way better place called caillou it's portuguese every... Nandos, but that's oh that's sorry i don't Same know thing. It, either it gave me heartburn <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> it kept me up all night every single night but
0: <laughs> but then there's caillou which is just unreal it, it, do you remember when you asked me to go
1: to caillou <laughs> Go out to All lunch so with I, you? No, because you were at the mall, and, and I walked to the mall by myself. I didn't know you were there. And I was by myself. And, yeah, and you were by yourself. And we were walking opposite ways in the mall, and we we're like, hey, what are you doing in South Africa? And they are like, hey, what are you doing? And I go, want to go to Caillou and get some food. And you didn't say anything. You just kept walking <laughs> right by me. We're
0: halfway across the world. All you want to do is run into somebody you know. <laughs> I run into Corey, and I didn't even acknowledge his presence because he wanted to go to that shitty rap place. Oh, so good. Oh. Anyway, Duca, it's coming. It's on the way.
1: <laughs> what about uh, in three words or less? U.S. looks like we're going to play a friendly in Tehran versus Iran. Or three Iran. words or less? Well, you can say it as much as you want. We're just running a little long here. I want to go. Uh, it'd be amazing and to if, go. And if wanna is one word,
0: I want to go. That's three. There you go. That would be amazing. I to would love too. to go. It would I would be be cr- love
1: to go. Crazy, but it'd be sweet. I had a little
0: time in in Dubai on my way to Africa,
1: and I want to see more of the Middle East for sure. It Tehran, does. I would love to go. Well, you might see Qatar depending on how our freaking World Cup bid goes. Also true, or how much money they can throw at FIFA. <laughs> Quickly, <laughs> if AOKC
0: does not stop. Most memorable moment. With the U.S. men's national team, I'm assuming this was supposed to be posed for
1: Jimmy Conrad, but he didn't put specifically. So I'm going to take the <laughs> well, question. You, for us. we had this question about once a podcast. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we're doing. For me, it was Jimmy Con- when Jimmy Conrad stepped on the field against Italy.
0: For me, it was when Jimmy Conrad scored against Mexico. <laughs> Perfect. Done. Perfect
1: answers. All right, in three words or less: U.S. plays South Africa, November 17th. I'll never go. Well, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, what a fucking horrible money decision ahead of the player. What player I don't wants even to understand. fly across the entire world? Yeah, it can't to go play a meaningless friendly.
0: We just played them in the Nelson Mandela Cup, right? Before that's the what world it is again. again. I know. Why? Why Why?
1: Because they're paying us a shitload of money. That's why. can't be. It's got to be the only reason. Why else would oh. you make the players do? Yeah, that? we'll go then. Perfect. <laughs> do you know how much plane tickets are for those? Yes, who I, I bought one. I pay, no, no, for this game. <laughs> What'd you pay for South? I paid $2,700. what would you pay? It's 21 Yeah. Oh, but you, you fled in New York or some shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what they are now? They're like 800 Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, it's, my C- God. it's not World oh. Cup time. Corey, Christ. we flew to, to London last time you for $600. You know how many Prius as I could have bought with that? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Chris Engel, uh, best beer to drink during an AO podcast.
1: I'm rocking St. Pauli Girl right now. (laughs) Most American lager of all time. (laughs) And I'm rocking the
0: American version of Red Stripe, which is Red Stripe. It says imported lager (laughs) in big
1: letters. (laughs) And mine spells beer, B I E R. (laughs) So we're the most snooty, like (laughs) douchebag. We are assholes. You're a snob douchebags ever. And I'm okay with that. I said douchebag twice in describing us. And
0: that was two times. Did you read uh I'm going to cut go you off. <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: you read uh, the Shin Guardian story with Preston Zimmerman? Yes, it was amazing. It was awesome. So anybody who has a fantastic piece, go to theshinguardian.com. Is Is it com or dot. It's dot .com, Corey. It's dot .com. I always go through our website. I don't know. But it's also on the bottom of our website. It's not me. on
0: your favorites pages
1: at work V-mar. like mine? I can't get on it at work. My blogs are blocked. Oh, yeah,
0: because you got busted for uh, big soccer and naked chicks in, as their avatars. <laughs>
1: Correct. <laughs> <laughs> big soccer. For all you nerds on big soccer that have fucking girls in bikinis. You almost got me fired. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. That's awesome. That really is awesome. But yeah, Preston Zimmerman, that, w- that was a really interesting story about the way they treated him and how shitty it is for a player over there.
0: I like. I just like how... Um, well, I don't really like it how he's doesn't, he honestly doesn't give a shit about... The U.S. team? The U.S. He's team. He's honest about it. Yeah, no, he that's what I was going to say. It's refreshing to see somebody honest. I'm not going to talk
1: shit on him because he's being honest.
0: If he scores 20 goals, I'm going to hate that he's not playing here, but he really doesn't but you
1: know what? If you're a player over there who your whole life is I love just that he's trying...
0: 21 and he's already to that point in his life where he's lived there for four years in Europe yeah. by himself. But and he's just making it happen. That's fantastic.
1: If you're 21 and you're trying to make it happen and you put, went through that, I don't blame him for having a one-track mind. Like If he, if he starts oh, yeah. really doing it, then he can start thinking about the national team. Yeah, I hope he, we don't call him in because I don't want anybody there who doesn't want to be there. Right, exactly. But I, and, I, and I don't, have nothing against him.
0: Yeah, and if you haven't read the story on shinguardiancom definitely go check it out because it's. Fan, we're not going to ruin it for you. But it's, it's, it's really pretty intense. Yeah, like, it's if really you put yourself in his shoes... It's a really great story. Yeah. and we had Shin Guardian. They have, had another good story, but I, they challenged us to a game of of Amy Winehands.
1: <laughs> what is that? Is that like well, it's like Edward, Edward Scissor Edward Edward,
0: Edward Forty Hands, but with wine, Amy Winehands, and we accept
1: in January. Of we accept, we do, radio. we accept. At the game that's not been announced yet.
0: That we announced earlier (laughs) (laughs) on accident. No,
1: it's okay.
0: We may or may not be playing Chile in the third week of uh, January in L.A. That's
1: the plan. And we may already have the uh, continental deal set up. It may or
0: may not already be available, (laughs) just in case there's a game that day at the (laughs) Humvee Center.
1: Or if anyone wants to just go to L.A. that weekend. (laughs) We'll
0: we'll be there if you guys want to hang out, so... There we'll, might be, be a we'll be will be there with
1: wine taped to our hands <laughs> <laughs> listening to back to black. <laughs> or it will be the
0: guy with red all over his white tee out on the curb and spitting it up talking an, in the third person. And
1: I'll get a new holiday <laughs> <laughs> Inside jokes. Love them. <laughs> well, should we should we wrap her up? That's all I got
0: today. Sorry guys, there's not uh, you know, we're not going to sit here and spout about that that league in England or that league in Germany, but what uh league? I don't know. I don't even know what people are talking about. I know MLS
1: playoffs are going on right now. That's all I know.
0: But we are the American Outlaws. You guys are freaking awesome for, for being the most amazing fans in the world. We appreciate it. We got plans coming up. Buckle your seat belt up because it's going to get crazy.
1: Holler at, you, at me if you see me in the hood. Thanks, everybody. Bye, so Deuces. Up.
3: Another piece tossed in the plate just to see what's left, and yet not a day goes by that stress doesn't build. Canceling classes because you can't capture the will. Too many nights I've lost light to overanalyze. It. Sitting in a corner of a room, wondering why I'm crying. I'm sick of trying someday be a better person, but for now I'm only thirsting for an end to this diversion. Tell me I'm wrong, like you never wanted to escape from this. Place from this life, from the things you hate. Degradation of earth is getting worse. It's like taking a gun to your chest and letting rounds burst. Through dispersion oceans, life's getting better. Thick smog, bad air companies are getting clever. More ways than one to hide the processes. So while you're laughing at me, I'm tallying up these forces. So put your hands up, it's life that's never loved you. I wanna know where you're from and what you've been through. We've all got time, there's really nothing left to do except trade stories of the tired and truth. Now throw your hands up if life has never fucked you I want to know where you're from and what you've been through We've all got time, there's really nothing left to do Except trade stories of the loving and few